tuned in to Vocalo Radio. I'm your host, Biko, and that snippet you just heard is from Chicago artist producer known as Nez. That was his first single that released back in January of 2020, titled Wow Youngster, featuring Schoolboy Q. And now he's back with the new project, Sound and Mind Frame. And I have him on the line to discuss his transition from producer to artist, blending house music with hip hop and R&B, and the meaning behind his EP, Midnight Music. How you doing, Nez? And uh, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm cooler, man. Just chilling, man, in the studio. So that's why you've been spending uh, most of your time during the pandemic? Yeah, for sure. Definitely in the studio. A little bit outside, you know, a little bit of safe outside endeavors. But yeah, I've been uh, in the studio mostly. As of now, before we really get into the EP, I got to ask you about your name, Nez. Is it like an abbreviation, an acronym? How did you know? How did you come up with your artist name? So that's actually my real name. It's short for Nesbitt. That's my first name. So everyone just calls me Nez. So it was just kind of like a natural thing to just use my name. That everybody calls me. It wasn't like, a, it's not like a artist name I made up or nothing like that. It's my actual name. Like everybody called me Nez. So yeah, that's how that worked out. So uh, that's, yeah. that's dope to hear. Cause I, I was wondering, I'm like, Nez, it, it, it has to be some uniqueness to it. And to know that it's part of your, that is actually your name. It, it makes me, yeah. uh, you know, it makes me wonder as well with the music you make. You know how some people have alter egos. They have uh they have their artist name and then they have their, you know, they the personal name. But what you actually have in your your name attached to your artist name, does that, you know, um make you create music differently at all? Not really. I think when it comes to the creative process, I just try to be as free as possible. I really don't think about any like boundaries or like, you know, a way I'll just make whatever I'm inspired by at the time. So that's kind of like why I'm I'm making the music I'm making now because it's just literally just where I'm at with it creatively. Like there's no like, I think me using my name is dope just because it's like I can go anywhere because it's really just an expression of whatever I'm on. So yeah, that's really, it's really that. Now um, producing, uh, is is that was, was that, did that come first production for you? Yes, I actually, um, I was in a, started off in a production group, Nazario. Both of us from Chicago, grew up together, made music, started making music together in college and started producing like, you know, our peers in school. And that led to like moving back home and producing local acts. So I worked with like everybody from like Vic Minster, Chance the Rapper, King Louie, a bunch of people in Chicago, Mickey Hosted, GLC. You know, that was just like where I got my start. So in the scene in Chicago, that led to like meeting Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q when they came to Chicago and just led to like just producing other people, except Rocky, Travis, a lot of other people came from that. But yeah, I started off just grinding at the crib man, just making beats and hustling. I got to ask you, like when you uh, bumped into uh, Schoolboy and Kendrick, how was, you know, how was that for you as a, as a producer, you know, knowing that your production just led you to where, to where it led you now? That experience was crazy just because um, at the time Kendrick didn't have an album out. He didn't even have the section 80 mixtape out. He was actually looking for beats to like finish off section 80. And uh, a friend of mine had brought him to Chicago for a show, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Script. And I remember we were listening to his music at the time. We were a little early on it. And we felt like, yo, 
we needed to kind of just work with somebody else that was like we felt that was going up um so <clears throat> basically what we did was i reached out to hustle hustle simmons who's um a good friend of mine and i was just like yo who's bringing kendrick to the city and he was like I, i'm a link you it's my boy so we were at a party and he was like yo this who bringing kendrick so y'all tap in and jay script was cool enough to be like yo i'm having a studio session so you pull up we pull up to the studio it's kendrick the schoolboy it's a lot of the tde dudes like on the manager's side ali was there he's like an engineer it was fire and they were just all there. And it was a bunch of other producers in the room too. We, we all just started playing beats. And I think we went last and Kendrick picked like 20 beats. So that's just how we met. We met actually shopping beats for Kendrick's uh, section 80. So then we just kind of kept in touch, kept sending beats. And then um, as we were leaving out the room, we looked at school and was like, yo, we rock with you too. Like, you know, we want to um, get some beats to you too. He was like, yo, I'm going to get some out that batch. And then we just kind of, kept the relationship going and just kept building and then that's what led to us being able to even move to LA so meeting them was really dope just because it kind of gave us the, um an eye opener to like seeing people ascend because we kind of met them at an early stage so to see them like ascend to like where they are now was really dope to kind of just be a part of the process and and creatively you know what I mean so yeah it was definitely a big like eye opener to like we could actually really really do this so yeah and then here you produce a, a record like man of the year for mm -hmm. schoolboy q which was a successful hit record one of my favorites from schoolboy q i, I mean i love that record knowing Thank that you. you was behind that record and then before i even get into your artist side but it's just hearing the new production that you do for yourself it's like yeah how <laughs> like when, when you produce or what type of mentality uh you know what type of like mentality do you go in to really bring them creative juices out to produce records like a man of the year and then get into like the house music vibes i gotta give a lot of credit to my parents and my peers like my friends just because i i get the opportunity to listen to so much so many different genres of music and like growing up, my parents played everything. So I heard funk, I heard gospel, I heard African music, I heard jazz, I heard rock. I heard so blue, so many different styles of music in my household that I think that just opened me up naturally to like just being able to go into different styles. And then once I started getting older, just I would just be open to a lot of the indie stuff that was a lot of my friends were listening to as well. And so, you know, I'm really open just in terms of like, my you know my musical palette and like just what i'm digesting i'm just open like if it's whatever if it's drill or trap or anything if it's dope i'm i rock with it so when it comes to producing and making music for myself i feel like i can go into different lanes and it's fun for me because i also kind of get bored fast too so i like to jump in different bags and just like try different styles of music because I'm into all of it. And I love all of it, like equally. So it's not like it doesn't feel like it's a it's a task. It's more of like a, a journey type. You know what I mean? When did you first, you know, uh, get your dose of house music? Like, when did you fall in love with it? Because hearing it in your production and on your 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 EP you recently dropped, man, I'm in love with it. So when did you first yeah. get up to house music? So you know what's crazy? Like 
you know, growing up in Chicago, you're going to hear it on the radio. Like my uncles, some of my uncles were house DJs. And you're going to hear that every family function, every picnic, every gathering. You're going to hear move your body and uh, cashmere. Uh, you know what I mean? You're going to hear all those hits all the time. So I had no choice but to listen to it. But when I was young, I actually didn't really like the older style of house music because I just was like, you hear so much. And you just feel like, oh, that's for the old heads. And we grew up on like ghetto house music, which was, you know, way more like raunchier and faster and louder. You know what I mean? We we I grew up in the era of going to like the rink. You know what I mean? Like just juking footwork culture. You know what I mean? So for me, I didn't really gain a really, I'd say like once I got older, I started to really appreciate the style of music because I was able to like, I was just more open. I can understand like what they were doing and then seeing like where electronic dance music went when I started going to the festivals, I was like, oh man, like they really just biting the stuff that I grew up on, you know what I mean? And they like taking a style and running with it. So that's kind of what led me to kind of even wanting to make that style of music and bring it into a new way for myself because it was music that I always knew and it was in my DNA, but I felt like there's a opening of the stuff that I was producing for other people. But then there was a style I felt like I could get on that just felt natural for myself. And I kind of stumbled upon the style with the Wild Youngster record. And I just sat on it and I kept honing in on that sound. And that's just something I felt like could separate me from everything else that I was producing and everybody else that's like, I feel like is making music right now, you know. You know, speaking on Wild Youngster, you know, that that record, tough, by the way. Thank you. you released, Thank that, you. That was like your first single as an artist that you released last year. Um, yes. In January, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And, you know, was it hard for you to come out, you know, that, pro- that producer shield and, you know, uh, start your journey as an artist? I wouldn't say it was rough because everything happened so organically. So that record, I made that record in like 2017. And uh, we were working, we were finishing up Schoolboy Q's, the Crash Talk album. That was that, those sessions. And uh, I just wanted to get Q's opinion. I had already recorded the, the vocals and made the record. And I just wanted to get his opinion on what he thought. Like, I didn't even think that he was going to want to hop on it or anything I was just literally just playing it for him like yo what you think this is my first time playing my artist stuff I respect you as an artist what do you think I played him that record and he literally stopped and was like play it again and then he was like I'm about to hop on this right now and I was like oh let's go let's go let's go I was gassed up so yeah, after that, I just sat on the record because there's a lot of like things I had to get, you know, together on the business side and uh, just the timing and everything had to be right. So I sat on that record for three years before I put it out. And, you know, I had other, I wanted to get more in the sound as well. And uh, yeah, it just came together really organically. And the plan for me was always to be an artist, but I had trouble finding a sound 
for so many years, I was trying to find my own sound, something that I felt like was just like, like I was saying earlier, it was different than what I was giving people, but also something I could really hone in and call my own. And, and I felt like could separate me. So you, you found your sound, <laughs> you, you found you. your sound. Like I don't hear no one in this lane that you're in. And I feel like that's very niche for you specifically because it's needed, man. Like the music that you're producing, the music our audience is about to hear, like it's it's a vibe. It's, it's a really mm-hmm. good vibe. And then for you to get Schoolboy Q on your first ever single, I, it ain't make you big headed now, did it? <laughs> nah, I didn't. It really didn't because it was the homie. Like it was, it's actually like the perfect story because like Q is also my friend too. So it's like, it was just like the perfect setup for somebody that, you know, I came into this game with and to help break him sonically as an artist, you know, from a producer standpoint, and then for him to turn around and help break me as an artist, it was just like the perfect setup. I wouldn't have it any other way. You release Man. your new EP, uh, Midnight Music. It has three tracks on there. And right now you have a lead single featuring Flo Millie and yes. it's called To The Money. Yes. First and foremost, Chicago meets Alabama, man. How was it like meeting Flo Millie and uh, getting her on this this lead single with you? Man, I was so excited that she was even open to getting on this kind of style. And um, she's the nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, I didn't, going into this, you just never know how someone's going to be. And, like, you know, you just don't know. So, to meet her and she was super cool and she killed the verse and I just love her energy and I like her style so much. Like she's definitely one of my favorite new artists in the game right now. And uh, Bay as well, who's also on the record. She's up and coming. She's fire. She wrote the hook. She's incredible. Like it was just dope to have like black women on the record with me. Like it's just something that about that energy that just makes the record so fire to me. Like, Bay, so I, I'm happy you said her name before I got. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. everybody's thinking it's like it's spelled eight A E. So yeah, people be like, "What?" But yeah, it's it's just like a kid way of spelling it. I thought it was Bay. I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, nah, so sorry, Bay. Look, if you're watching, you listen. Sorry, Bay. Hey, I'm happy you said it before I got to it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, she's a uh, fire, bro. Like that was literally the first song we made. First time meeting her, uh, Bay is the one that kicked it off. So like, I was sitting there working on the beat, and we were just kind of mumbling. And she came up with that hook, and she was just mumbling, and then she started like getting the words, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. And that was literally my first time meeting her. Like first session ever. We finished. We made that record. So for you two to come together and instantly vibe like that in the, in the studio. Oh yeah, I know we about to get yeah. some work out of y'all. Now you know you you released a video to to the money. Now, you know, a fun fact, you released your first video, um, uh, Wild Youngster, last mm-hmm. year, January. It reached, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's closing in on a million views. Mm-hmm. Well, And now you release your newest video with Flo Millie. A month, it's, it's, it ain't even been a month yet, and you're touching a million views already. You I see how, how a year can just change things? No, that's true. Uh, how you feel about your, your your growth as a as an artist slash producer multi talent? Man, it's I don't man. I'm just uh, I feel blessed, man. I'm very appreciative. 
I'm so appreciative because it's just like, man, I've dreamed of just being in this business. I've dreamed, you know, for so long, I just, all I wanted to do is just make music for a living. You know what I mean? And it's just like to finally be in this space, I'm trying to take full advantage of it. And I just want to make sure that I'm taking every opportunity that helps progress this thing and take it as far as it can go. So I'm just so appreciative, you know, and I don't take anything lightly. I just like try to keep my head down, stay working, stay on it. You know what I mean? Just because I, I just want to make a big imprint on the culture. We all want hits and we all want to be at the top and everything like that. But it's very important that I do it in a certain way. You know, I want to affect the culture positively. You definitely going to impact the world and you're going to have a lot of people dancing, man. You got you have me dancing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm still. I appreciate that. <laughs> <I'm> still, <so. laughs> but uh, I will. I, I will also like to know about Midnight Music, the title. Well, I felt like uh, Midnight Music is the tone. It just felt like the tone of the of the sonics of where I, where I'm going. You know, like I feel like there's a certain time when you're in this spot that you just want to hear a certain groove, or you just you know, it's the energy, it's the the vibes of the party and everything. It feels like midnight music. Midnight music is also like it plays in like to the colors and to also the style and the kind of parties that I'm that I throw and I have that just is like a certain vibe where there's so many different kinds of people in there, but they're all under one accord in terms of just trying to have a good time. To me, midnight music pinpoints that. I you know, I I can hear your music in in movies like uh like Matrix Four, if they ever make yeah. that, I can hear That'd it in Blade fire. Three, if they That'd ever make fire. that. Look, yeah. Fast, and, Fast and Furious, uh, Infinity, because you know they gonna yeah. keep it. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> like the the vibe it give, and you know these are major hit movies as well. So yeah. definitely yeah. see see uh your music hitting the big screen soon, man. Um, definitely let people know how they can get in tune in and get your music as well. Man, definitely. I'm uh, Midnight Music is my most recent EP. It's available on all streaming platforms. My name is Nez. It's spelled N-E-Z. You can find it everywhere. My uh, social media handles is Nez So Ridiculous on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of that. Um, yeah, I'm out here straight from Chicago, man. Keep up the amazing work. Um, I, I love what you're doing, and uh, yeah, again, appreciate you. This your boy Biko signing out. Vocal. Pleasure. Bro.